We'll begin by uh, turning to the book of Ecclesiastes here, uh, chapter 9, and I uh, just want to consider a thought from Ecclesiastes here tonight, and uh, considering again another life goal, if you, if you would, uh, from this verse, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse number 10. The Bible says, whatsoever that hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whithersoever thou goest. Tonight I'd like to look at this thought of a life goal of giving God your best. Or doing things with your might or your power. Let's pray as we consider this thought here tonight. Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you again for this time we can gather. Father, thank you for the freedom we have. Thank you again for the Bible that we have in our own language. Thank you again for the opportunity we can meet as a, as a church. Just ask here today that you would just bless this time as we consider uh, some thoughts from this passage and others that would encourage us to, to give God what we have. Give God our best. Again, just bless this time as we again look into the Word of God here tonight. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. fact is that we often, I believe, perform at different levels in life. Um, sometimes we're sick and we can't do what we like to do. Sometimes we're uh, maybe not mentally where we should be and we can't always do what we want to do. But the Bible says here in the Bible, and I, I like this verse, I've, I've known this verse and uh, thought about this verse a lot of times in life. It says, what sort of the hand findeth to do? Do it with thy might. Whatsoever that hand findeth to do, whatever you can find to do, whatever you have opportunity to do, whatever chance you might have in life to do, do with your might. The word might is defined as with your power, with your strength, with force, or with forcefulness. In fact, as Christians have the ability to do things uh, at, a, at a best or a good performance level, uh, Philip Chesterfield said this, whatsoever is worth doing at all is worth doing well. Whatsoever is worth doing at all is worth doing well. If you're going to do something, you should seek to try to do it well. When I think about doing things the best, it says there to do it with thy might. And uh, the word best is defined as doing things to the highest degree as doing something the best pertaining to power. I mean, doing the most good or doing more good or doing what you can or doing up to your potential or doing what's possible according to you or to somebody else. And so as we consider this thought here tonight of giving God your best and having this as a life goal, uh, we should seek to do things according to our best. Let's turn and we'll look here in Matthew chapter 25. We've looked at this uh, passage here in Matthew uh, chapter 25 before. And uh, Matthew chapter 25. And uh, picking up there in verse number uh, 13. Let's just pick up in, in verse 13. Matthew 25 verse 13. It says, Watch therefore, for you know not the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. For the kingdom of heaven 
is as a traveling, as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And to one he gave five talents, unto the other two, and to another, to every man according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey. Uh, then he that had received the five talents went and traded and uh, the same and made other five talents. And likewise, he that had two, he gained other two. And he that uh, received one uh, digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. But we see here in the Bible that we have the ability as we're graciously given things by God to us. And here it mentions talents. And again, as it mentions there, uh, back in verse number 14, 15, these are given according to our several ability, according to your personal ability or our particular ability. I mean, when you talk about best, it's defined depending on people. It's certainly defined in different ways. It can be defined in different ways. I mean, if I was a weightlifter, and I'm not, but let's say if I was a weightlifter and I was doing bench press, that's where you lay down on your back and you push the iron up. If I could push up 100 pounds, that might be, at this time in my life, my best. And maybe for you, maybe you can lift more than 100 pounds. But the best for other people is a lot higher. In fact, there's one man, and I thought this incredible. I never knew anybody could bench press that much. But how much do you think someone can bench press? You don't have to guess. I think 500 pounds, that's pretty good, right? 500 pounds bench press? I mean, take that. If you've ever done it before, that's a lot of weight. How about 1,000 pounds? You think someone could do 1,000 pounds? Somebody actually bench press. World record is 1,070 pounds. Can you imagine that? They didn't do that on assisted. They actually wear a special jacket. But 1,070 pounds, a 6'2 man bench pressing 1,070 pounds. I, I, I'm guessing he doesn't weigh 1,000 pounds. He probably weighs 200 pounds or 250 pounds or whatever it might be. But just imagine that, lifting 100, you know, basically 1,070 pounds. That's incredible. That's his best. That's the world's best. But I won't ever achieve 1,070 pounds bench pressing. I, I would very much doubt it. I wouldn't bet I could even press 700 pounds or 400 pounds or 300 pounds. An excellent high school athlete could probably press 300 pounds. Maybe a college uh, football player might bench press 400 pounds. But best is defined according to our own abilities. Whether it's an athletic or whether it's in other skills that we might have, again, our best is defined by what we can do. Not by what others could do or what others would want us to do. We see in verse 16 through verse number 18 here, to be able to use things to our best ability, we should be able to do something more than what we have been able to do before. But really best is doing according to my ability or according to my potential ability. In verse 16 it says, And he that received five talents went and traded with the same and made other five talents. Likewise, he that had two, he gained other two. And so you see someone use their stuff and use their abilities and use their talents and they, they gain through these talents. And uh, you see again the recommendation or commendation that these that use their talents were given here. In verse number 21, it mentions here, 
Well, let me read verse number uh, 19, uh, verse 20 there. It says, And so that he had received five talents, came and, and bought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou hast uh, uh, delivered unto me five talents. Be, behold, I have. And so he did this. I have gained besides them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And so, really, when it comes to giving God your best or giving the world your best, it's about seeking to do what you can with what you're given to do. To being faithful with those abilities or things that God allows for your hand to be involved with. Let's turn to Romans chapter 14. Someone says, is God concerned about maybe what I do or maybe what I say or what I think or, you know, what I do with my life? Yes, he is. In fact, the Bible does say here in Romans chapter 14, for the believer, he will give an account. She will give account for what they've done with what they were given uh, opportunity to do. In uh, Romans chapter 14, verse number 12, it says, So er then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. And again, so if we're giving ourselves an account to God, I think that if we're going to give God our best, we need to do what we can according to our particular ability. But let's turn to Philippians chapter 3. When it comes to our particular ability, or maybe where we're at spiritually, uh, someone might say, what is, how is best further defined? It's also defined here by uh, Philippians chapter 3 here and uh, verse number 13 and verse number 14 uh, by, again, I believe striving to do more or striving towards the mark, whatever God's mark is uh, in, in, in life. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Brother, I count not myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things before I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And so when we think about being or doing our best, it's pressing towards a high mark. An achievable mark, but a high mark. We're not looking to be average, and we're not looking to do maybe what we can get by with. We're not looking to be mediocre. We're seeking to do more than maybe we do now or what we've achieved in the past or done before. If someone's read through their Bible during a given year, maybe the New Testament, maybe they'll strive to read through the whole Bible. Maybe someone, again, who's just hit and miss on, on uh, maybe prayer and Bible reading, they'll, they'll improve on that. And so it's pressing toward a higher mark, an achievable mark, but a higher mark. Let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. You know, athletes are concerned, especially those in track, cross-country, and certainly other sports, too, uh, are concerned about reaching personal bests. PRs, we called them growing up. If someone could run a six-minute mile, maybe he was in the sixth grade, he run a six-minute mile, maybe he wants to run a five-minute mile, then maybe a 4.30-mile, or whatever it might be. And uh, they seek to do things better over time through training, through exercise, through trying hard, through achievement. First Thessalonians here, chapter 4, verse number 1. What does God expect from us? Or what does God want from us? Well, notice here in First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 1. 
It says, furthermore, then we beseech you, or we beg you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus Christ that, you, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, you would abound more and more. And so God wants us to, to progress in our walk with him and our pleasing him. Again, when it comes to seeking to do our best, a retired business executive once asked what was the secret to his success, and he replied in three simple words, and then some, and then some. How was he able to achieve a successful businessman, and then some? You know, it might come to whatever business it might be, and then they do some, and they're willing to do more. The best people don't settle for expecting less. They seek to meet their responsibilities and then some. They seem to be thoughtful, courteous, considerate, kind, loving, and then some. They seek to be people that you can count on in emergencies and helpful in situations and then some. Your best is more than good. It's whatever your best is. It's not mediocre. It's my best. Now, our best, again, can be defined very many different ways, but it's defined by my abilities and by my seeking to press towards a high mark. High marks. Let's turn back to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. I just want to remind you of this verse and read it again, just the first part of the verse. Whatsoever the hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Do it with thy might. Do it with your power. Do it with my power. Whatever my power or uh, level of ability is. Let's turn to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. As we consider, again, having a life goal of doing our best, at the top of that list of people whose maybe Mark we're trying to follow after, we have to set at the top one person. One person. Especially one person. And that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's turn to Mark chapter 7, verse number 37. We, we look at his life. We look at his achievements. We look at how he prayed. We look at how he taught. We look at how he treated people. We look at his love for other people. We look at Again, all the miracles and all the different things he did in his, in his life, how he cared for others, how he loved others, how he left the perfect example for us. And we say, hey, that's the best. Nobody's better than Jesus. Here, the Bible defines how Jesus did in life. This describes his thought process. This describes his actions, his activities, Describes how he served the Father, he loved the Father, he did always those things which were pleasing in God's sight. Mark 7, verse number 37, it says of Jesus, and were beyond measure astonished, saying, He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. How would you find Jesus? He does everything well. He does everything well. As you think about those in the Bible, are the people we should be seeking to shoot for are people that strive for a high mark or are 
the highest of marks. Jesus sought every day in every way in all things to do things well. And so we set Jesus as a standard, as a model of best. Who's the best above everybody else? Jesus is. But who's the best? Who sought to do what they could? Who sought to do things well? Who sought to do things within their power to do? Let's turn to Mark chapter 14. There's another example in the Bible, and I think her life here is defined here by the Lord Jesus Christ in a particular way here in Mark chapter 14. And uh, her best was striving to do what she could. And and you're you're familiar with the story, but we're going to read it nonetheless. Mark chapter 14 here, uh, starting in verse number 3. Mark chapter 14, verse 3, it says, And being in Bethany, in the house of Simeon the leopard, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, a spinkyard, very precious. And she break the box and poured it on his head. There were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor, And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with the alway. And whensoever you may, do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint me, or anoint my body for the burying. Verily I say unto you that wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also shall be, uh, that this also that she hath done shall be spoken of a memorial for her. Again, we see models of best in the Bible. There's Jesus at the top. There's no one that, you know, really gets that close to Jesus' mark, but we strive to be like Christ, etc. But you also see here, secondly in the Bible, someone, again, as I believe a model of doing the best or being the best, this lady here, Mary here, she took this ointment, it was precious, verse number three, and poured it on his head. I mean, she could have kept it, she could have maybe asked others to contribute, she did all these things, and someone says, well, what was it worth? It was worth, the Bible says, 300 pence, which is basically 300 days of work. Can you imagine taking something to yours? pouring it out before the Lord like that, to anoint him for his burning. And the Bible says she had done what she could. What I do, I try to do well. What you do, I hope you try to do well. What she did, she did what she could. And sometimes when you do what you can, sometimes people murmur against you and say, why was this wasted? Why was this wasted on him? Some people say, why would you waste that on the Lord Jesus Christ or the church or whatever it might be or on your family? But the Bible encourages us, like Mary, to do what we can. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 5. Someone says, well, what is what I can? Well, what I can certainly is different between different people. Uh, People have different things they can contribute to society with, contribute to their church, or contribute to their family with. And uh, in those situations, they have the ability to bless other people, to help other people, to give to other people. 
And uh, certainly as it talks about here in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 30, uh, first, I'm sorry, verse number 40, uh, to be in a position where they're givers in society. Matthew chapter 5, let's read a few verses here, verse 40 to 44, and then we'll stop for a second, and then we'll read the rest. Verse 40, it says, If any man will sue thee at the coat, take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with them twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn thou not away. Ye have heard that it been said that thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies and bless them that curse you and do good to them that hate you and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. There's several things that we see the Lord encourages Christians to do. Here in Matthew chapter 5, I just want to look at these first few to begin with. And it mentions there to, first of all, at least the one I want to draw your attention to. I mean, you can give your coat away and the cloak away. Again, someone asks you for something, you know, uh, maybe give them something else too. Certainly teaches us a lesson on giving. And then verse number 41, it says, And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with them twain. If someone wants you to do maybe something as far as a job or whatever it might be, go further than your told to do, or expected to do, or maybe you were asked to do. This is, I believe, seeking to give God and the world your best. It's giving what you can. As we also see there in verse number 43 and follow, you have heard that it been said of all, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. So how can you give God or give others your best by even seeking to bless enemies? People that persecute you, abuse you, despitefully use you, those that even curse you. Do again good to those that, verse 44 says, hate you. This is what God would want us to do. This is what Jesus did. He did it perfectly well. He did it with the Pharisees. He did it with those who opposed him. Those that sought to destroy him. He sought to be a blessing to them. Let's read on. Verse 46, it says, But if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute the brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans do so? Be therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. The goal is perfection, to be complete, to be like Jesus, to be a whole man. Again, to strive for your best is to seek to do what you can, like Mary. To strive to be like the perfect model of best, that, that of Jesus. He did all things well. Let's turn to Acts chapter 13. To be your best, I believe, is to do what you can during your time, your life. As is described here in Acts chapter 13, verse number 36. You have one time to live. You have one life to slowly use up. It will be used up somehow. Someone might say, I'm bored. I got nothing to do and that sort of thing. And I don't know, uh, you know where people are at. But I'm just saying, if you're in that position, just remember this. You've only got one life. And it'll soon 
be gone. Acts chapter 13, verse 36, it says, For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. David, when he had served his generation. Your goal, my, my goal is to seek to serve our generation. Cannot do anything about the generation that's past or future generations, really, to a large degree. I can just live for the here, the now. Yes, I can live in accordance to the future, but it's about serving this generation according to the will of God. And so we, again, as parents, we try to train our children towards their best. Let's talk about that a little bit, training our children towards their best. How can we do this? Well, let's turn to Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22. Again, you're familiar with this verse. I could probably just have quoted it, but I'll have us turn here nonetheless in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 6. Again, if we're going to mentor best, we'll talk about that a little bit, mentoring best. We see models of best in Jesus and Mary and David. But here I want to just consider some thoughts on mentoring best. How can we mentor the best? Proverbs chapter 22, verse number 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. What does it take for someone to be better at whatever they are? It takes training. It takes training. It takes mentoring. It takes spending time with somebody else. Parents need to train their children to finish tasks, to do things well. Jesus did all things well. We should strive to do things well, and they should strive to do things well. We should seek to endure, and we should seek to think, do those things which are excellent, those things which are pleasing the Lord. We're talking about the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 1. I understand there are responsibilities and there's hard work to be done. There are tasks that are no fun to do sometimes. But when it comes to doing our best, we should be looking at those tasks, those challenges in life and challenges for our children, help them to work through them. We again seek to train them towards higher standards, towards higher achievements, better achievements maybe than they have, whatever it might be. Philippians uh, chapter 1 here, verse number uh, 10. The goal is to strive for excellence. In fact, it says that here in Philippians chapter 1, verse 10. It says that you may prove things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. It goes on to say some other things from there. But uh, prove things that are excellent. You be sincere. Just be genuine. Without offense. And so when I think about best, how can someone mentor or encourage someone to their, do their best? Well, it takes training. It takes training. You know, people need to be trained in what to do and what not to do, what is right and what is wrong. Training, practice. People get better through practice and not through doing things. And so there takes training. But let me say also, as we turn forward to Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13, if you're going to have the life goal of 
being your best or doing your best, it not only takes training, but it takes, secondly, and this is important, it takes trying. It takes trying. Philippians 4, verse 13, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I think sometimes we say we just can't do something. Or they can't do something. We really should have a can-do attitude. Not because it's just you know, good to have, but it is the right mentality to have. I mean, you can do certain things without Christ, but you can do th- certain things with Christ. And so Paul writes here, I can do all things through Christ with, uh, which strengthens me. And so encourage your children to try hard. Even try and fail. Trial, trial and error. Try and proceed. Try again. Try. That should be something that they hear from you. You just need to try. Maybe tomorrow we'll try harder. We'll work at this. Mentoring takes training, and mentoring takes trying. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 4, but also when it comes to best, they need to know what best is, or what good is, or what right is, and all those kind of things. So as we turn back to Proverbs chapter 4, if we're going to give God our best, or the world our best, then we need something else to be able to give our, our best. Proverbs chapter 4 here, verse number 5 through verse number 7. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 through 7. It takes thinking. It takes the understanding, the wisdom of the word of God to know what is good, what is best. When it comes to choices, we want our children to make the best choices, the right choices, better choices, good choices, excellent choices. If they do something wrong and make a bad choice, we want them maybe to correct their choice or change their ways or maybe try something different. Proverbs chapter 4 here, verse number 5 says, Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not. She shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. So we're going to encourage our children towards thinking. Train them to think right. To have the right kind of thinking in life. To be good listeners. To be problem solvers. To be people that will try to think through a matter to think on their own even. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 4. I mean, on their own. I mean, taking the Bible and reading through it and then coming up with their maybe own ideas on what something might say and then coming to you and say, hey, Dad, Mom, what do you think this really says here? And then you go through and maybe you explain to them what's going on here and, and what this might be here. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8, our thinking needs to be along the right lines. We need to, again, encourage our children to have the best kind of attitudes, better attitudes, not bad attitudes, not uh, uh, attitudes that aren't what they should be. And we need to avoid having those ourselves because they can certainly rub off on our children too. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, 
what sort of things of our good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And so we see here in the Bible that Paul encourages others to think on some things. Think on these things. What things are true, verse 4. What things are honest. What things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are a good report. Think on these things. And so as we think about uh, giving people our best or giving God our best, it encompasses even our thinking. Whatsoever things are pure. And so when it comes to thinking, we need to encourage our children to think. Let's turn to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Well, how are they going to learn to think? Well, they're going to learn to think as they learn to listen. And so it's important that we teach them to develop good listening skills. If they have good listening skills, that will lead to learning. And learning will lead to wisdom. And learning will lead to problem solving. And the ability to deal with obstacles, trials, whatever might come into their life. Luke chapter 8, verse number 18, it says, Take heed therefore how ye hear, for whosoever hath to him will be given, whosoever hath not for him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. And so even when it comes to listening, we need to be receptive hearers and listen to what we're taught of our parents, of our teachers, of maybe our whatever, music teachers, whatever it might be, our mentors, and learn from them so that we might do things well. The words, I can, can make a great man or woman. The words, I can, can make a great man or woman. Why do you say that? Because Jesus did all things well. And his reputation was doing all things well. And Mary, she did what she could. And David, he served his generation according to the will of God. You want a life goal, just a simple one. It's really simple here tonight. It's not long, the message here tonight. Just a simple one here tonight. Have a, I'll do my best. I'll seek to do my best. Let's turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse number 10. I'll close with these, these words here in, in verse number 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whithersoever thou goest. And so let me encourage you to seek to grow and to seek to do those things which are good, high, excellent, the best, those things that are noble uh, with your life and with what God has given you to do.